Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, Cowboys and Cowgirls, the Ingles and Ian podcast presented by CowboysRightForFree.com. And as always, your good friend and mine, the man who once spent an hour off of Twitter to contemplate a retweet. Your good friend and mine, Mr. Ian. How are you doing today, buddy? I <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not, but oh, okay. I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm running out of stuff, so I gotta like get really like creative with your intros. <laughs> man, I mean, it it is what it is at the at this point, man. I'm just happy happy to be here. But uh, man, what a uh, this team, this cowboy team, is finding new ways to impress me and scare me at the same time as we get further down the schedule. So. I mean, I've, I'm starting to run out of ways to describe what this defense is doing to people. I mean, I called what they did against Kansas a war crime. Like West Virginia, I think I called it a bloodbath. I don't even know what to call this. I mean, that was a beatdown of epic proportions. And I'm also starting to get nervous because I haven't been nervous in a while. Like, you I've been know, nervous the entire time. You're doing this wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're like the last three weeks, those games have like never really been in question. They've basically been over by the end of the first quarter, right? And that's weird. We're the cardiac cowboys. It's what we do. And we've just been smoking people. Well, think about the teams that OSU has faced two and eight, Kansas, four and six, West Virginia, and four and six, TCU. Not exactly world beaters, like yeah, but we always tend to play them close. And you know, earlier in the season, we had issues with Missouri State and Tulsa and Boise and all. You know, so I just you know that's just kind of what I'm used to these like one score tight games, you know. And now it's just like walking away. And after what Kansas did to Texas, us holding them to three points and what eight first downs or whatever it was is way more impressive. Now they put up almost 60 on Texas. Yeah. And in Chandler Morris's second start where he played so good against Baylor. I mean, they had the tape out on them. So I think it was easier to uh, adjust to them. Right. Well, the other thing, and, and I was thinking about this earlier is it's um, Bill Belichick has some crazy stat against rookie quarterbacks. He's like only lost one game against a rookie quarterback. And I feel like this is what's happening with these young quarterbacks coming in is our defense is so old and experienced. It's got to be one of the oldest defensive units in the country. And they've, they, they can throw in some much more exotic stuff than a lot of other teams. And so you get these young, you know, first, second, third start. I think Caleb Williams is uh, going to struggle. He might, you know, put up some points, but I, I think he's going to look a lot like he did against Baylor against us because we can just bring exotic looks and do all sorts of stuff that a lot of other teams can't. Yeah. I think when you look at the veteran experience of Oklahoma state's defense, it certainly helps. It definitely helps. 
I just it, that game was really impressive to me, just the way that they were able to also dominate offensively. I mean, uh, stats of war said it. Their running rush defense is not that good, and it showed. <laughs> rushing touchdowns, and Dominic Richardson and Jalen Warren both had 100 yards. Well, they had five guys over 50 yards, mm-hmm. which is a ton, right? And uh, they ran the ball 62 times. Like, you would have told me what the score was going to be. I would have been like, oh, you know, two or three picks, a couple of defensive touchdowns. There's no way the offense is putting up that kind of production. But they did. Like, they're, we did not turn the ball over on them once. And we still managed to do what we need to do. And, you I mean, what, 453 yards uh, rushing? For 447 rushing on 62 attempts. That's crazy. It and is. Then- and Casey, credit to Casey Dunn. I mean, they they're now they now have game plans. I mean, again, 447 rushing yards in this game. So the other thing that I like, because I you know, I've been noticing it more and more is there have we've been playing with a bit more tempo. It's not, you know, late, you know, it's not 09, 2010, 2011, 2012 kind of tempo, but we're definitely getting more plays in. So I looked at it. So on average, Oklahoma State averages 73.3 offensive plays a game. Against TCU, they put up 87 offensive plays. I mean, again, able to, con- able to contain Chandler Morris, threw the ball 20 times, 103 yards uh, passing. His QBR was 12.6. <laughs> contained the rushing attack uh, to only 108 yards the entire game. Also, Chandler Morris had – he had 70 rushing yards against Baylor, negative 25 against Oklahoma State. Yeah. I mean, let's see. The defense, I mean, they just did so much good stuff. They had six different players with sacks, 12 different players with a full or partial tackle for loss, eight forced punts. They were just living in that backfield all day. They were, and TCU is, no, was, is or was known for – Having physical O lines, if I'm not mistaken, under those Gary Patterson. Well, now he's just this year. So, I mean, right now, you have to look at Oklahoma State and just say, "Dang, they they have surpassed my expectations uh, for the year." Uh, again, I thought they'd go nine and three. I guess they still they still can, but that would be I, tough. I, I that think would be tough. I think regardless, I think you have to say this season, this season was a success. Yeah. I mean, we're right there. There's no reason we shouldn't get to 10 wins. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're just right, right there. And like, it's an all, it's an all too familiar position for Oklahoma State fans where you're on the cusp and they blow it. Right. But I mean, in, you know, last 15 years it's can the offense score enough to you know to overcome the defense and now it's can the offense score enough to not squander what the defense is doing yeah and that is completely different and having a really good defense is a lot harder to neutralize than having a really good offense yeah i mean if they continue to play like they did today 
That's the first time they've scored 61 points since southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. That's like that's yeah, that's really, really good. I mean, 682 total yards of offense. I mean, if if we only have 500 yards of total offense, we're probably going to win the ball game, right? And so they're just they're just crushing, like they just crushed it. And I don't. So this is something that like I was I wanted to bring up is like early in the season we couldn't run the ball to save our lives. Like it was basically Warren just like making it happen. And I don't know what's clicked with the offensive line, but they are just playing out of their minds. You don't have 400 plus yards of rushing unless your offensive line is just being world beaters. Well, you know what? I also wonder how much of an influence was Barry Sanders this week? I, you know, I've been wondering that too. But I, I bet significantly because they played out of their mind for Barry. It was awesome. You should be at every game. Please, honestly. Oh, you know, that, like that atmosphere was rocking. You could just tell, like, even just watching it on TV, it was loud. That blackout, oh, those black, all black uniforms. Oh, just those mm. were sick. I oh, think chest kiss. The black, the 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 black throwback helmet, that would have been cool as well. That would have fit in really nicely. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't go with that, but maybe they couldn't get the right sticker. That's Ooh. tough, but it works. It works. So where do you think the committee is going to rank Oklahoma State this week? And then also uh, give you a personal top ten. Let's see. So I think the top seven, because I don't – no one really lost in the top seven. So they're, no one's dropping out of the top seven, right? So with OU losing, that probably means North, uh, North Notre Dame and Oklahoma State probably move up one. And man, Baylor may jump to ten. I could see Baylor being ten here. This is like the least they, chaotic. <laughs> this is like the least chaotic weekend in in the season would, so far. Would they put OU ahead of Baylor? No, I know Baylor has the head to head, but they also have two losses. And last time I checked, one loss is more than two. I think you could see Wake Forest going to the top ten this week. They yeah. Have their, yeah. They had their I, most impressive win over NC State this past week. So you know, if it was a tight miss. game against Bla- uh, against Baylor, maybe they could, you could slot them ahead of them, but that game wasn't even close. I mean, no, nah, I mean it, it was kind of close. Baylor blew it wide open in the fourth quarter. And I I don't want to say I don't want to say anything about OU yet because the easy thing to say was their their quarterback was green, but I don't doubt he can you know take it over. Their running their rushing deeds didn't look that great, which is an advantage to OU or to OSU. The football power index has OSU ahead now, but it doesn't matter if you don't beat Texas Tech, which I don't like I have a stat that I'll reveal later, but I don't think I don't think Oklahoma State's going to get past I they'll probably be nine. And that's I that's probably a good spot for them. I could definitely argue eight ahead of Notre Dame because uh-huh. I don't think Notre Dame's resume is that good. The reason it's why they're there fair. is that they're just chilling at one loss and the committee honestly, the committee has no idea what to do with them. Well, and they always over 
They always overhype Notre Dame every year. They're, here's the thing. They're a good team. They're, not they're just not a good. great team, and they're not a top four team. So Oklahoma State is going to need to find a way to get past Notre Dame either this week or next week. I don't think Notre Dame, I don't think Notre Dame's gonna make the playoff. They have games against Georgia Tech and Stanford. Both are three and seven. So they'll right. I assume they'll win out, but I don't think they're gonna make the playoff. And I don't think anybody wants them to make the playoff. They, they get smoked every year they make it. They're, they just don't have anything that stands out. They're just they're just another Notre Dame team. The same Notre Dame team they've been every year for the past four years. Really good defense, eh, offense. Right, exactly. Yeah, but you know, going back to our game, so Spencer is getting to a place where he's making enough deep throws and making them often enough. The teams are starting to have to respect him, and I think that's a really big deal. I mean, like I said, he needs to be in that sixty-five percent plus completion percentage, and he was sixty-eight. You know, he and we all we even talked about last last time about how his. Uh, Yards per attempt have been low, right? Like four or five yards attempt. To, you know, Saturday was nine plus. And if he can keep it in that range, it's going to make defenses stay a lot more honest on the passing game, which will just open up the run game even more. Yeah, I mean, when you kind of limit, because he he hasn't been throwing crazy amounts. He hasn't been doing, you know, like 40 or 50 He's been throwing 25 balls, or I think in West Virginia, he threw 31. That's a good amount for him. Mm-hmm. Um, just with based off, you know, the rushing attack and what they have, I, I like the idea that Dunn is kind of having a balanced offense. And it works. It's been working. Well, it definitely wasn't balanced the other day. Oh, no, they went, they went rush heavy. And the you thing, know what? The, the, thing with San- work. the thing with Sanders is, so he had – Basically 290 yards of total offense between throwing and running. If you give, if he gives us that 290, 300 combined, no picks, we're a top five team, top four team. That is a top legitimate, should be in consideration to play for it all type of team. I feel like you're hyping us up, up a little too much and it, 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 it worries me. And the Big Ten is going to sort itself out, but yeah, I hope it works out to the like, just three lo- like all three of those teams have two losses because it could, it could happen and that'd be wonderful. I mean, that would have to include that would have to include. Okay, let's it'll be it'll be Ohio State losing to Michigan State, Michigan State the following week losing to Penn State, and then Ohio State beating Michigan. I don't think Michigan State is beating Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to get into the playoff. I think your likely scenario, which I don't even want, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to talk about it. Not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about the playoff. I'm going to stop myself right there. Come on, but man. Chaos. Oregon is an underdog to Utah. I will say that. And SMU is playing Cincinnati, and SMU has a really good offense. And that is all I'm going to say in order of playoff significance. Because, heck, I saw projections saying a two-loss Bama would get in the playoff. I don't believe that. I've already been hearing that. already been hearing that on the radio today. Two-loss Bama, if they play Georgia tight, 
Well, that would mean another rematch, which makes no sense because you already played. What is a neutral site this time in Miami? It's not going to make a difference unless they bring like Alabama to a back. It just it doesn't make sense why you would do that. Well, it's Bama, and it's it's the SEC. I mean, they they they're always overrated. I don't think Bama's no, 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 the second team in the Bama's country. A good team, but like you can't. I don't think you could justify putting a two-loss Bama over either an undefeated Cincinnati or a one-loss anybody else. Losses have to matter, and I think they will. I think they will. I think a lot of people are just hedging their bets on Bama, which I do. I think they will lose to Georgia. Will they'll fall down in the ranking? I really hope you're right. So I do have something in my notes, and you were talking about hype, and so I'll read this off verbatim just to hear you sigh and hear the listeners go, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I'm already. (laughs) I feel like the stars are aligning, like beyond hope, team of destiny type stuff. And by destiny, I mean win out, get ranked five, and not get into the CFP. So I even tempered it, but i like, this team is starting to, like we're starting to leave the hope train behind here, man. Like we're talking stars. You're going on a hope rocket ship right now. That's what's happening, and I don't like it. You need to stop. You need to stop. I mean, not yet. We gotta beat tech. We gotta, gotta be, beat yeah, tech. Gotta be tech. They gotta beat tech first. That's that's yeah, all we need that, to be focusing on. That game scares me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I was I'll tell you this. I was scared at the beginning, and I looked at some numbers. You ready for this? Yep. These are Texas Tech's home conference games that they played at night this year. So 6 p.m. or later, 2021 TCU loss, 2020 versus OU loss, 2019 versus Kansas State loss, 2018 versus Oklahoma and Texas, both losses, 2017 Oklahoma State loss, Oklahoma loss, Oklahoma in 2016 loss, Kansas is a win. They have lost eight straight night night games that were in conference. So you're you're saying that the idea it's a tough place to play at night may be overblown. I think so because they they've lost eight straight at, at night, and their last one was to Kansas. Their last night win was to Kansas in conference. Wow. That's so, something. and they enter. So. This kind of combines storylines with TCU and West Virginia. West Virginia came in beating Iowa State. Texas Tech is coming beating Iowa State with a quarterback in their second start. You know who else was in their second start? Chandler Morris. So it's it's combining the storylines of the last two games. And Texas Tech is hosting, like West Virginia. But I think Texas Tech's got a better offense. I think they do too, but it's hard to say. It's hard to say with a, you know, a, a kid in his second start, right? And we talk. I mean, look, they, we talk about Iowa State's defense and how impressive they are. They gave up forty-one points. So I have not. I haven't seen the over for this game, but I feel like in this game you just have to take the over. It's like a law. I know the over. spread is ten. Over under is 56 and a half, according to ESPN. Maybe hammer that. Man. I I might hammer that. Somebody's getting I, I see this being a I don't want us to give a prediction yet. Yeah, that's for next time. <laughs> their total yards 440. 
and their pass and Texas Tech passing yards allowed is at 270, and they allow 136.5 yards per carry. Their points per game and points per allowed game kind of cancel out each other. 33.6 versus uh, 33.5. Um, okay. There was one stat I found where their points versus points allowed were again like really similar. Uh, let me find that. Here so what, while you're looking that up, I, I found a, a fun stat. Well, because okay. I was I was trying to figure out is this the most rushing yards in Oklahoma State history? I couldn't find that. I, I assume I would have read it if it was, but I was looking to see where it ranked. So can you take a guess, according to sportsreference.com, who is the worst running back in Oklahoma State history? Oh, I looked at I looked at the stat. I don't know how many yards, but it's uh it's none other than Mike Gundy. For minus 248. Oh. And that's why he was handing the ball up to Sanders and Thomas and not running it himself. Oh. I mean, sacks are sacks are counted as running plays, right? Maybe. I'm not sure on that. I'm not sure. Yes. Oh, well, yes, it is. It is counted as a rushing stat. So it's probably because he got sacked a bunch, but I just thought it was funny. I was scrolling through and number 367 on the list, Mike Gundy, minus 248 yards. That's That's a wild stat. That is an absolute wild stat. And also, uh, uh, Jim Knowles got is nominated, I think, in the semifinal. He's a semifinalist for the uh, Broyles Award. As he should the be. best assistant coach. It might be quarterfinals for that. Not sure. But um, he's one of the 59 assistant coaches nominated. Yeah, he should be. And, you know, I know he's going to be up against, really up against the Georgia D.C., but I think you got to give it to Knowles because he's done – I mean, I guarantee you, if you just look at like ratings and stars and all that kind of stuff, he's done a whole lot more with a whole lot less. I'm not trying to take anything away from our defense, which is amazing, but you know, there's probably not a, I don't know, there may be one or two, four stars. You know, Georgia's got a couple five stars on their roster. So believe it or not, the Georgia defensive coordinator was not nominated. Really? He was not one of the 55 nominees. Wow, that surprises me. Because their defense is very good. But maybe it's sort of a, an expectation thing. Like, if you're Georgia, of course you're going to have good defense. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, Alabama's defensive coordinator is nominated on here. So, I don't get that. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they have not been good. Um, yeah, it, I think the ones to watch, Ohio State's offensive coordinator, Kevin Wilson. Wake Forest is uh, offensive offensive coordinator Warren Rugano, and then I think you take a, you take a look at uh, Texas A and M's defensive coordinator Mike Elko. They've had a really good year, and then you take a look at Kurt Maddox, defensive coordinator for San Diego State. Those are probably like, of course, and Jim Knowles. But those are probably the guys that you look at as like semifinalist or finalist. Got a long ways to go, but I mean that that's what I'm eyeballing right now. Nice. Yeah. So talk speaking of defense, uh Malcolm Rodriguez hit the top five in uh total tackles in Oklahoma State history. First time that list has changed since like eighty eight or eighty nine. So it's been thirty years since someone has cracked into the top five. So and 
I don't know. He's got 22 to tie Leslie O'Neill for four. I could see him see him getting there by the end of the season. He, I think he's going to get fourth because he needs like 23 more tackles to get mm-hmm. to fourth. The other two, I think he needs like 30 something. And I don't know. Oh, no, to, to get to, to get the number three, he needs 80 right now. 80 in three games. Okay. I yeah. Mean, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. I mean, I, so like we all know Malcolm Rodriguez is like super prolific tackler, right? He's still yeah. he's still 125 tackles behind number one. And who is number one? I just John wanted. Corker. Yeah, I wish I knew who that was. He, uh, 76 John, to 79. 76 to 79. Yeah, he put that up in what four seasons? Four seasons. So he was averaging 100, roughly 120 tackles a season. Dang. You know those are shorter Bro. seasons too. I bet. Yeah, but. Also, there's probably a, there's probably something on there. I don't know. I don't know what makes the, how, I, I don't know how that works. So <laughs> I don't either. And I don't know if it's one of those things, like maybe it's total tackles is higher because they didn't count sacks and maybe now it's counted as, a, I mean, it does say total tackles. So I kind of assume that means sacks too, but I know at one point they were just tackles for loss. Now they're a sack, and so they're a different stat. I don't, I'm not sure when that changed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, again, I don't know how that works, but you know what I just found? Oklahoma State and Stanford had a wrestling this past uh, Saturday. Let me find that real quick. A.J. Ferrari, who never ceases to amaze me. The dude is legit. The <sighs> It was amazing in a bad way, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, he he's a character. He's a character. They won their duel in Stanford, uh, twenty nine to seven. And there's a him and a wrestler named Nick Stimmett were sending like DMs to each other about it was just beef or whatever. So that's um. Ah. I'd go look that up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so like the weird thing about our game this this Saturday, right? Like the weird thing about it is it was a beatdown, right? A pure annihilation. And we're having a hard time talking about it because it's been the same formula. It's not like, you know, Sanders threw for 500 yards and, you know, yeah, it's incredible and it's amazing, but it's almost feeling ho-hum what this defense is doing a little bit, even though it is, you know, a treasure to watch. It's a little like, oh yeah, this is just what we do now. Right. And so I'm like, I'm trying it in my, like, in my heart to be like, all right, you got to appreciate this while you have it because you're probably never going to get it again. Not to this level. Yeah. I mean, getting, getting 63 points is impressive. I am afraid though. Ready for this? I'm afraid they scored too much. 
I'm afraid they scored all their points and that it won't translate into the next two games. I, I know I gave this stat about Tech. I think Tech will be defeated, but I still have, still have my doubts about the team and the <laughs> offense and all that. Well, I mean, again, you know, we, we've talked about it, and this is something that I will say about Spencer is he he had a chance a couple of times to do very Spencer things and throw some really bad passes, and he didn't. Like, I don't remember a single pass where I'm like, oh, what are you thinking? You know, there's a lot of times where he was rolling out, rolling out, you know, just dumped it all over the sideline and complete, lived to fight another day. You know, he hasn't – he's thrown, what, a pick in five games now? He threw a pick against West Virginia. So three out of the last four he hasn't thrown a pick. Yeah, I mean, and that's – really good for him uh there was a oh there was a really good stat about how what he's been doing as of late and um so here it is an underrated part of success uh, for oklahoma state is having the play of spencer sanders over the last four games sanders is 65 for 99 800 yards eight tds and just one int you because that's always been his issue right he's always thrown too many picks and if he can stay eight to one, that's that's really going to be hard for people to fend because then you got really got to respect him, and you can't just load the box with nine people. Yeah, I mean, usually the offense they they are now catering to Sanders with the way that they have adopted to him with more rushing attack and hit just just not as many deep throws. Most of his throws have been pretty short throws or intermediate throws, and those are the throws that have been working. Uh, let right, me check. But even spot. then, like a, you know, he's been dropping some you know thirty, forty yarders here too. I mean, he doesn't. We don't take a ton of shots, but you know, there were those two to Tay last uh, last game. There was another deep ball to uh, was a Green, I think, this game. So I mean, he's getting. He's more accurate, and that is helping a lot. The longest throw of the day was a 46-yarder for a touchdown to Blaine Green. Right. And a lot – and I think he got 20 yards running the ball. Uh, Green did. And all, Blaine Green got his first touchdown. Congrats to him. They're utilizing more receivers. John Paul Richardson. That is something I did notice. There's a lot more receivers touching the ball. 17 of them. Or, no, that was 17 passes, but – they're all kind of mixed up. Presley, he had six of them. Tamar had four of them. Lane had three of them. And then uh, Jalen Warren and Bryson Green had one each. Yeah, and that's 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 we really need to do that. And because you know, that was an issue early on that we were leaning way too much on Tay. And uh, you know, that's really good. I mean, that reminds me of like old well, old school, quote unquote, uh, Oklahoma State offenses where you know we were averaging like nine different receivers a game touching the ball. When you do that, it's just makes it even that much harder in the defense. So I know earlier in the year, we were like, is done the guy is he over his head? And you know, the last couple of games, like you said, not the greatest competition, but he looked, our game plan looked really bad against really bad competition earlier in the season. It feels like, something is flipped. I don't know if it's confidence in himself in the team. I don't know, but it just feels better. It feels smoother. Like he really knows what he needs to do every time he calls a play. 
Yeah, he, he's looking smoother, like you said. Uh, I hope he continues to stay smooth. So big, big shout out. Gunner Gundy got to play a little bit, so that was cool. I'm, I'm sure, sure, yeah, there's a proud pop on the sideline. Crowd went wild for him too. One, one, one carry, one yard. That's his stat line. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of handoffs though. Good job, Gunner. You did, you did, you did, you did good. Uh, he messed up that it. much. Uh, so. So you want to you want to move on to uh, the rest of college football, more specifically Texas. How do you man. give up fifty seven to KU Texas? Yo, and I love the SEC chains for both Baylor oh. and the tech or the Baylor OU and Texas Kansas game. Like that's just cold blooded, and I am here for it. I was well done. We need to think of something more. We need to think of something more clever other than, you know, bleep OU and SEC. The weird thing with the SEC chance is that I know it's mocking the conference per se, but OU would Texas are still getting more money. Yeah. So the chant is kind of a, uh, I don't know, chant's kind of weird. But uh, let's talk, you want to talk about basketball real quick? Yeah. And then we'll get to the rest of college football. Uh, they've not been looking too hot. Lost to uh, Oakland uh, University, 56-55. Didn't look that great. And then they uh, they beat Prairie View A&M uh, yesterday by, a, I think, a feasible amount. I think it was 72 to 55. All right, but they ended up missing like 20 foul shots or something like that. It was yeah. really bad. It is a problem that they've carried over from last year, and it looks like it's a problem once again. And that's something that you have to fix. I don't know what you need to do to make them fix it, but it needs to be fixed. Because uh, I mean, I assume that the like as the season progresses, they'll get like warmer when it comes to that stuff. But you gotta you gotta take care of those free shots, man. Yeah. Oh, you cannot miss that many foul shots and expect to have expect to win. And especially against a good team, because which preview AM is not. They got NC State this week. That's going to be a very tough battle. An ACC school that is highly respected. You got to take care of business there. And uh, I think it's the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. So, yeah. I get yeah. that done. I always wanted to go there. It's supposed to be like a really cool casino. Yeah, they have uh, they have a lot of Bellator fights there, which I think Kyle Crutchmer's fighting there uh, in December. So. Former OSU wrestler. Keep so, an eye out for that one. So here you go. Oklahoma State, 28 for 46 from the foul line. And 46 free shots? Jeez. Yeah. You cannot miss. I mean, they shot, I mean, fairly okay. 30% from three, 46% from the field. You can't. That's bad, too. But, I mean, you cannot. You cannot leave that many free points. I mean, you, you convert 10 of those, and all of a sudden it looks really good. It's 82-59, right? And you probably win walking away, maybe even more. But Yeah, yeah. no, you got to you gotta take care of that. You got to get it done. Make your free shots. Well, and it's also just sloppy. They had 20 turnovers. Uh, granted, they forced 29 from Prairie View A&M, but 20 turnovers and missing almost 20 foul shots. That's a recipe to have a lot of losses. I'll say this. It's early. 
It is early. It's early, but and you got to take care of that. Good news is you don't have to worry about quality wins or losses because you're banned from the postseason. <laughs> There's yeah. a positive. And you got to wonder as the season goes on if that doesn't weigh on them. Like they don't have that, you know. It would be hard knowing that I couldn't go play in the even the Big 12 tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to wonder, you know, motivation-wise, can Boyton keep it up? But again, you know, we had the discussion earlier is he's a great recruiter, obviously. Is he a good basketball coach? Like X's and O's, scheme, that kind of stuff. And I kind of wonder if he is or isn't. Uh, you know, the way college basketball is going, recruiting is like the number one thing. Well, and, and like the art of playmaking, like you see like Coach K, good coach, right? Yeah. He, he, he's getting out of coaching and they haven't done so well the past couple of seasons. Those big powers, they haven't been doing so well. And the transfer portal is a part of that. It's a big part. Boyd is taking advantage of that. Right. So I'm not sure how much of play calling is that important to basketball anymore. It's always still a scheme is important. Even if it's a base level scheme, mm-hmm. you got to be able to move the ball unless you just got someone insanely talented like we did last year. Right. But Oklahoma state, unless he can you know start recruiting more and more, you know, generally isn't going to be that place with three one and done, you know, first round pick kind of places. I'm not saying you can't do that, but that's not been the way we've been. And I just don't, I don't see us doing that really for a while because just look at the competition, the big 12, Texas is good. It will be good for a long time. Baylor is probably going to be good for a long time. Kansas is Kansas. Uh, and that's just in a good way school. this time. Do what? In a good way this time. Yeah. Kansas. Yeah. It, Right, exactly. So you're going to be fighting just in conference for these big guys, uh, unless he can really just start working the portal and just kind of be the portal whisperer. I just don't see us landing multiple. You know, this isn't going to be like a Kentucky-like team or even a Duke that lands, you know, Zion and a couple other guys. Yeah, I mean they're never going to be that, but if you get close to that, that's nice. Right. So, the, but the, when but when you're not that. X's and O's matter. Even and maybe okay. it is, and obviously there's some form of like discipline issues that they're turning the ball over 20 times, right? Uh, they committed 19 fouls, which is high. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Uh, I mean, that's just I don't know. And they don't have someone like Cade who is so supremely talented he can just take a game over. I don't. I don't see that yet. I mean, we'll see. I think Avery Anderson's going to have to be the guy. I don't know. There may not be a guy just yet, but I think you need a guy in college basketball. Yeah, I mean, that's just true of basketball at pretty much any level. You need a guy. So you want to talk about regular college college football, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. You want a stat? All right. The Mountain West has more bowl-eligible teams than the Pac-12 and the same number of – Bowl eligible teams as the Big 12 and the ACC with six. Wow. And more than the American, too. Mountain West doing things. Mountain Best. That's, Man, uh, but you gotta be, it's the Mountain West. Come on. 
It's not like they're playing. You beat a Mountain West team by one. You better put some respect (laughs) on the Mountain West now. Like, that game was not easy. They're a good conference. They got Fresno State. They got Nevada. They got Air Force. They got Utah State. I mean, they're all at, like, seven wins right now. question is, will will there be any other Big 12 teams get bowl eligible? Because we got three at four and six. So one of them's got to win two in a row. I think West Virginia. West Virginia has Texas, and they have Kansas left. Texas has West Virginia and K-State left. So even if they beat West Virginia, they're not beating Kansas State. And then TCU has Kansas and Iowa State. And TCU could pull it out, but I don't think they'll pull it out against Iowa State. Probably not. So Uh, my guess is West Virginia. Man, that's a weird year. I didn't expect Texas to be good, but I did not expect them to be this bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody expected them to lose five games in a row. Well, did, you see, did you see what That's Sark said today? No, but I'm afraid it's just going to be dumb. He said he's expecting there to be up to 33 new scholarship players next year. That's an entire recruiting class and eight transfers. Like, so basically, he's put, put it out there going, I'm cleaning house. <laughs> Dang. Like you well, better yeah, get mean, your butt get, in the portal. You want to get your guys in there. And, well, you also kind of wonder, did it ever make sense getting rid of Todd, uh, Tom Herman? Because they were 9-3 and three at this point, and it, it's buyer's remorse. I think Sark could be the guy, but he could also just not be. I was hearing some stuff today on the radio that it's um... – there was a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes with Tom Herman, more than just the product on the field. Mm. Uh, you know, issues with the admin, discipline issues, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think there was more there than meets the eye. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's probably it. I, what a, um, I, I'm so ready for bowl season. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see who's going to make what bowl and just to see what the matchups are. Like, right now, I'll say this. I think Oklahoma State is guaranteed Alamo Bowl or better. Yeah, I mean, probably better, right? Uh, I don't want to say better because they could lose out, and that's could. still 9-3. and three. I don't even I don't know where they like, go at 10-3. and three. If that happens. Yeah, it'll be – I still think they're making a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean – And I think – I think, like, regardless, New Year's Six Bowl, success of the season. <laughs> and straight up, I would love to make the Fiesta Bowl. Love the Fiesta Bowl. One of, one of the best bowl games. I missed it when it was called the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. I remember that. It just – it made sense. It made sense. Like the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Fiesta Bowl doesn't make sense, but Tostitos Fiesta Bowl makes sense. Oh uh, yes, the, the the bowl names are the best part of bowl season. Oh man, I wish they uh, guaranteed rate bowl used to be called the Cactus Bowl, and at one point it was sponsored by Motel Six. The Motel Six Cactus Bowl was the funniest name ever, I think. Man, if I ever, if I ever like, you know, invent the next whatever or just end up making a whole lot of money somehow, 
I'm totally putting my name on a bowl game. And that's what Jimmy Kimmel did. The <laughs> L.A. Bowl is called the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, presented by Stifle. <laughs> Not even be presented by, just be like the Ingles Bowl. <laughs> or, yeah. or just or have like what I would do is I'd like have a contest every year to see who would sponsor it. No, no, to see who could come up with the most creative name, and that's what I would call it that year. That would be great. That would be that'd be so funny. Just, just create a bowl name.com <laughs> like that sort of thing. And then the new name is whatever that bowl game is. And, and it would be like a big thing on ESPN. You're like, see yeah. what the <laughs> name the bowl, the bully McBowl face bowl, you know, sponsored by, I don't know. Sponsored by Jacob. Sponsored by Jacob. <laughs> oh man. The famous Idaho. Idaho, Idaho famous bowl? Idaho potato bowl, man. That one I'm makes glad. sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Ah, man. That's going to be fun. December 5th, I will be all over that. I've been doing the uh, going bowling for Cowboys Ride for Free, and that article is so fun to write. It's out now, so go read it at uh, CowboysRideForFree.com. Uh, I love doing that stuff. And right now, I am projecting currently that OSU makes the Fiesta Bowl against Michigan. That'd be something. That would be something. The, the Big 12, like, the next two weeks are going to be so interesting in the Big 12 because Baylor could be Kansas State, and then you're looking at a, possibly another – yeah, I think you are – you would be looking at a Big 12 um, or a Bedlam in the Big 12 championship at that point. There is, there is something – if two teams lose and OU and OSU win, it's a guaranteed – it's a lock. We'll be in the title game, no matter what. I don't remember what two it was, yeah. but there, there is some scenario. There's a bajillion scenarios right now. Right now, I'm just like, I think if, yeah, if OU were to win next week, or if OU were to win against uh, Iowa State this week, and OSU were to win, I think technically we would be a lock, because either OU wins, OSU would have the tiebreaker over Baylor, but if Oklahoma State wins, well, they already clinched, and it's going to be Baylor in that second spot. So, yeah, maybe we, maybe you should be. If you're an Oklahoma, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, your best you you're gonna have to probably root for Baylor. You're probably rooting for Baylor and Oklahoma wins because then it's kind of, and of course for OSU to win because the plan's simple now: you beat OU, you only have to beat OU once if you can, and if not. You face him again, and you probably lose that one too. We're not losing to you. Better not say that. You better stop that. Hey, you're, you, you can better say, say we're not losing because <laughs> then that's I, I. We could be evening ourselves out, but I feel like saying that we're going to lose. After, it just makes sense because of the history. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I've lived it. I've lived it for a long time. After watching. OU against Baylor. I was like, I mean, I've tempered my expectations from when I was watching that game, Mm -hmm. but I feel much, much better about our ability to beat OU. You only have to beat them once, maybe, which would help. But you also have to to worry about if uh, that Baylor-Kansas State game is going to be tough. Because again, I I I've been I said last week that I think Kansas State is going to win out. I'm kind of leaning that way again. 
I think they might beat Baylor. That's a game to monitor. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, man. It's been a great year. I love this football season. It's so much fun. This football season has been probably one of my favorites. Uh, just because of how chaotic it is, I think. I don't know how much, like 20, I don't know how many teams have lost in the top 25 this year. It's like, like 50 regardless, or 60 but, or something. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, been, it's been great. <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything for the Cowboys and Cowgirls before we wrap this puppy up? I do not. I okay. Do not. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming out. Uh, good, good Cowboy win. We'll see you all on Thursday. Till next time, everybody.